Africa Report on Sabahul Muslim. Well, joining us for this week's Africa Report, we've got Ashraf Patel, a lecturer of many years at Fitz University. Ashraf, assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome. Wa alaikum salam, Malana. Hope all is well. All well, alhamdulillah. And your side? Shukran, shukran. All right, so the Senegalese president postponed the elections hours before the official campaign started. What happened there? Yes, uh, this is a huge, uh, surprising story on uh, for Africa. And I think uh, the backdrop is that um, West Africa and the ECOWAS region has been in the news recently with uh, several coups. Uh, you know, if we recall last year, you had those coups in Niger, uh, Burkina Faso, Mali, etc. And there was a huge push by the, the so-called international community as well as ECOWAS, of which Senegal is a key member, uh, to critique uh, those coups. And now you have, uh, right out of the blue, uh, the Senegalese election postponed right on the eve of a very important election. And uh, this comes uh, against the backdrop of the 2023 statement where Macky Sall has mentioned that he himself won't stand for re-election. So there's a lot of complications, and at this point in time, uh, there are lots of protests. Uh, and just yesterday in their National Assembly, there were huge uh, scenes of discontent and and, and, and lots of um, uh, divisions uh, around this, this, uh, this decision. I think uh, what this talks to is what we're having broadly within Africa and the region is the elite kind of, uh, let's call it the first-year nations, countries like Nigeria, Senegal, Ghana, Kenya. Many have, many have had significant investment, foreign investment. Many have followed uh, basically the programs of the donor community, whether that be the EU, uh, the US, uh, Africa Free Trade Agreements, etc. But what we've seen uh, over the decade is that this kind of growth has been a growth that has just benefited the elite. So Makisal and company represents a very well-connected political elite. And many of them are what is called part of the Francophonie, which is they have been nurtured and supported by by France. And, and the model of Francophonie is basically a very narrow elite that since independence, have ruled over their countries and fiefdoms uh, and have followed basically the French line. And I think that in the last two or three years is being disrupted or even ruptured with new kinds of movements emerging and several coups in the region. So it's a very fascinating story, very disturbing story for West Africa and Africa as a whole. Now, what's behind Italy's Africa initiative? I mean, is it gas? Is it uh, cynicism and an unspoken colonial past? Yes, uh, this is one of those uh, stories that emerged again in, in the beginning of the year. Or, and the Africa-Italian summit really also came out of the blue. So the, the backdrop is that we all know the African continent is under severe uh, pressure, uh, at the economic, social level, and as well as climate change. But four countries, uh, the big superpowers, basically 
Uh, you have China. China has been kind of, let's say, a stable partner for Africa over many years with the annual uh, FOCAD summits. Uh, and, and that is a kind of stable infrastructure-led investment model. Uh, what you have in, in recent years is a mushrooming of Africa summits. And, and, and this latest uh, variation uh, by Italy also came in as some kind of surprise. And many of the analysts, uh, in particular the Guardian newspaper, um, published a very critical article about this kind of summit. Uh, the, the president, the new president, has been quite vocal, firstly on one hand, against immigrants from, from Africa. And uh, basically Southern Europe, uh, of which Italy falls part of, has been the ports in which most of the migrants from from Africa, West Africa, and North Africa, actually get into the the African continent, and I think the big challenge, the very big concern for Europe, is mass migration from Africa, uh, particularly leading to many many deaths. So every every few weeks you'll have a ship sailing off to to southern Europe, and and that would would sink and. Uh, hundreds would die. So it's, it's a huge issue uh, in the public uh, sphere, in the public domain in Europe. Now this summit uh, comes against that kind of backdrop uh, where um, the it's, it's twofold. And the reason the article is saying it's a very cynical and neo-colonial model, which it is, is that Italy is a former colonial power. Uh, it, it was one of the powers uh, that in in the early days uh, occupied uh, Ethiopia and Libya were the colonies of Italy. And uh, through those resources, uh, Italy set up its national oil company, ENI. ENI was uh, one of the top oil companies in the world alongside Total. And they have been responsible for a lot of disruptions in, in the African continent over many decades, especially uh, Libya. And, and, and a lot of resources have been extracted uh, so this round is, is even more cynical because Italy is part of the UN Climate Change Treaty, COP28. And COP28 explicitly, those nations agreed to stop oil, uh, oil and gas explorations. And yet, just a month after COP, uh, the Italian government has the summit. And one of the big items, uh, the big ticket items on the agenda is the exploration of oil and gas in the African continent. So this is a huge negative blow uh, for Europe and for the G7, noting Italy is a member of the G7. And I think a lot of the analysts are now really very critical and very concerning of the double speak, especially of European nations and of Western nations. Uh, so it's another, another kind of contradictory colonial narrative that is emerging. Uh, and again, it's another reason why many African nations like Ethiopia and Egypt are joining BRICS, uh, because BRICS is, uh, breaks away from the old colonial condescending model of international trade and development. So very interesting story. Mm. But again, the downside is very little African leaders actually attended the summit. So, so that's the backdrop of the story. And finally, Amazon is to launch online shopping service in South Africa from this year. Yes, uh, a huge story, uh, and it has major implications for local producers. So when Amazon.com, which is the world's largest company, both at an e-commerce level as well as a range of other services 
uh, data, cloud and web services enter any country's market, it does have major disruptive effects for for the nation state. Um, South Africa's Competition Commission had a inquiry into the online market last year and the results were quite scathing and they are concerned of the power of companies such as Amazon as well as Google and, and the kind of power they have over national economics. Uh, with Amazon is they control the entire value chain. So although the public narrative or the media would promote it as an investment um, and saying, look, it will promote <coughs> small businesses, et cetera, et cetera. But to get into that Amazon value chain is <coughs> is a major, major challenge. Uh, the competitor is local company called Take-A-Lot, which has a good presence. Uh, it's owned by the Naspers Group, and uh, it is quite effective. But even Take-A-Lot would not be able to compete with the buying power of Amazon and the deep pockets that Amazon has. So it is an interesting story. On the one hand, they would it would provide for opportunities for sellers who have quality products to get onto the Amazon platform, but the margins are quite low. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it is going to sort of extract a lot of uh, value out of the system. Uh, you know, in the end of the day, when Amazon was in India, uh, 10 years ago, there was a lot of public relations, a big fanfare. But in the end, most of the smaller stores felt they were completely marginalized in those value chains. So it's still early, too early to tell. But if we were to look at com- comparative countries, uh, it may not be as good as it seems. All right, Ashtaf. Shukran so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Jazakallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam. That was the Africa Report for this week.